I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Daily Transcendence podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at thedailytranscendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission. So what are we at? Episode 16? 16, yes. Wow. Kind of scrapped our original 16. We did. Very, very good reason, though. And I feel like that's important to kind of re, uh, reiterate reiterate why within ourselves, why we, why we even did that. There was a con- kind of like a revelation that we came to. Yeah, well, you know, we don't want to just sit around and, and be lecturers or teachers you know we we really started this podcast to also really express our perspective and and where we were at in our journey and then have it affect other people because it has affected us in such a way you know i i really think that it's time to not be so afraid of talking about certain things uh and you know fearing that maybe you'll be outcasted or smited because a lot of where I stand with my belief systems is I've, you know, I've dove real deep into metaphysics and multiple religions. And yet I grew up in a Catholic and Christian family. So a, a lot of what presses my buttons about all this stuff is discussing that it's discussing, you know, uh, you know, cause we had started the podcast with symbols and, mm-hmm. and all that. We, why, why did we do that? You know, like if we go back to why we even started the podcast, we started the first few episodes with explaining what symbols are and what they really do for us and how we use them as tools and how we use them for the mind to understand deeper concepts. When you understand religious, uh, and metaphysical texts, you realize that most of it's talking about nature, the body and the mind and you and me. 
we're going to stop talking right now about the aliens for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we love that story. We want it. That's that's a deep one, and we're very excited to eventually discuss and go into that when the time's right. But we don't think the time's right. Yeah. You know, I think it's time to bring up other things. I just feel like it might be. It starts distracting from the original purpose, and even for our own our own self expression. I feel like it. It might not that it takes away from it, but it overcoats it a little bit. Um, you know, cause like you were saying, like we got into a lot of that because a lot of these deeper hidden truths and meanings and all of them are great to understand for, um, for being able to create some sort of, um, releasing of any old paradigms or dogmatic beliefs and stuff to be able to reshape your mind. Like we say, reshape your mind and beliefs into one that better serves you. But it's like, okay, we've, we've, we've done a lot of that. There's still more to do, obviously. But, you know, we started feeling that on an applicable sense that maybe we were missing certain things. We're missing that factor in what we're saying sometimes um, with going into a lot of these details and stories because it's easy to gloss over the application. Um, and we want to make that more you know, more clear on more so in a sense that's going to be relevant to ourselves and relevant to the you, the listener, and how to really start honing in on that direction of where all this stuff really takes flight in our life. Yeah, well, let's go directly to the heart here. And it's, um, you know, we... Uh, that that powerful word of conspiracy has ruined a lot of discussions and a lot of topics because then once you start talking about something, you know people reject it because it's conspiracy. You know a word invented in the '60s by the by the CIA to, you know, and it worked out as planned. Like if you mention something that's against the mainstream narrative, that you start sounding like you're a crazy person. And I know a lot of you guys out there just watched the Kong and Godzilla movie. And you have that the, one of the main characters, the guy who's like the conspiracy theorist on the podcast. And, you know, it's funny because I thought of us mm. when the guy, guy starts the truth podcast or whatever. And uh, it's all about, you know, how the Titans, like all the government and like are like comp- this corporation is taking over and trying to make, uh, you know, uh, they, he makes he's making it a conspiracy that they're 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 working on some deeper things against the people. And they have this deeper project and it, and it goes deep. And I it's it's been something for me that it it brings like an intuitive comfort and i don't know what that is but i when i know that i'm being lied to and when i know that something is up and i think at this point we all know with the state of the world that we are being lied to and by who or by what we don't know yet you know and it goes back to why we wanted to talk about the anunnaki and the aliens because it's like we were technically by the mainstream lied to that how we evolved and we were trying to discover the facts, you know, and that that's a conspiracy alone, because if we change our whole understanding of our background and where we came from and the evolution of humanity and it doesn't work the way the mainstream tells us, well, then that means that there's there's a reason to be hiding that, you know, and that's that for me going into those topics is be, it's because I am a truth seeker. I, I like to, you know, I'm big on puzzles. I love to talk and discuss it. And to think that we're, we were made by an alien race, because that's where that, that went, that whole thing. And, you know, eventually we'll continue on the topic. It's just not, it's not the time because there's so many other things to talk about, but you know, it's, that will affect the so-called paradigms we have, you know, that will affect the way you think, because if, 
we didn't evolve from apes completely or if we didn't, you know, if there's proof that our genetics are tampered with from the beginning and that you have ancient writings and topics and all that stuff and they, they're all embedded on cuneiform tablets, clay tablets and things just don't, you know, they don't, mel- um, you know, meld together in the way that we were told. It's time to ask questions. But really what we want to get at is what's what's relevant to us today, you know, and it goes back into, um, I think, relationships, religions, uh, our belief in God, uh, our belief in our government mm-hmm. and the purpose in society, all pur- those things. Yeah. yeah. Well, purpose in society. I think I think a lot of people right now walk around purposelessly, you know, like they they. They got caught up in the in the mainstream narrative of being in, involved with the group, thinking that we're all helping each other out by, you know, um, getting on board with discussing what, uh, you know, group of people should run our country and the world. And, uh, you know, the state of our our country that we live in is obviously is insane right now. Yeah. Our country is also just a small fraction of of the world when you think about it, too. It's, it's, you know, we get so, I think all Americans, there's a lot of us that we get so focused on ourselves, um, as a nation as well, to the point that we forget about everybody else. We forget about other countries. Yeah. We may sometimes bring it up cause it comes up in the news about something, but we forget about the fact that, um, there's, there's other countries, there's other states of being, there's other people, uh, around the world that are having either similar or different uh, crises in their life or other types of understanding of, of life. And, you know, there's a lot of times that we communicate amongst each other, um, whether it's your neighbors or your friends or your family or, you know, connecting with other people around the country. But we, I feel like there's a lack in connection with people outside of our country too and to see what they're going on what what what's what's their state of their country and what what kind of things are they dealing with you know the stuff that goes beyond political uh like political things you know there's 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 ways of life that are different and and there is a way of being able to understand why that is. Well, or, I think, well America mm-hmm. got caught up in the drama uh, yeah. and I think we were kind of raised that way. Yeah. And he's wanting to meddle in other people's businesses. But now it's like, this isn't what I'm saying. Isn't like a way to meddle in other countries, businesses and stuff like that. It's about to understand on a human level of, you know, what, what everybody else is experiencing, you know, outside of ourselves, outside of, you know, the country that are the United States. Like, you know, we get so hung up on, thinking that we're the greatest country in the world and we think that, but we have fucking more problems than a lot of people do. Like a lot of other countries and stuff too, you know, no, we're no better, no holier than now than, than other countries. Um, you know, we're also a very young, young nation. There's way more established countries and way more established nations out there. And, you know, yes, there's things that people can learn from our, you know, ways of being and, there's also things that we can learn as well. Yeah, I think we immediately start giving off a vibe that we know we know what we need to know already. You and know, we, we think st- we know what everybody else needs too. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we have the world police. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny that whole Team America movie. You know, it's kind of was mocking the fact that 
you know, we like to kind of go be the the saviors of everybody else, but yet can't save ourselves. And that actually plays in as like a, a metaphor for what we do in our own personal lives, I feel like. You know, we talk about being unselfish and being aware of other people and being aware of other countries in the world and us all being human beings, regardless of the color, the religion, the sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. Like, let's just be simple about it. It's not as it's not as difficult as people make it. You know, we're human. They're human. It's that's it. And the thing is, is if we can't help ourselves and, and have our own personal mission and have our own personal goals uh, and know who we really are at the core and we're not happy how is it that we're going to affect the rest of the world? So before we try and jump in and be the world police and go into this, you know, of what we're saying with being, it's, it's about being conscious of other mm-hmm. people and the fact that, you know, to understand the state of the world that everyone is going through something, yes. But then how do you solve that? Well, most people go, oh, well, we go help them, right? Mm-hmm. No, you, you establish your own grounds first yeah. and not selfishly in a sense where, yes, there is a healthy selfishness where you, you allow yourself to take care of yourself and nurture yourself and get in a good state of vibration. And that's important because then you'll start manifesting and creating the life it is that you want and that you need to stay high. But vibrations we've learned is they're, they're infectious. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go try and save the world while you're in misery, you're only going to, you're only going to spread misery. You you have to create a healthy model, you know, a healthy model for yourself and, and then in turn for your immediate environment. And then, then it can outbranch from there. But, you know, that takes trial and error on its own, you know, within your own experiences and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, there's de- there's definitely this this weirdness that comes around us wanting to constantly um, identify or have or, or find our identity within certain structures that exist already. And I think that also takes us away from being able to find the true identity of ourself. Not saying that we don't know who we are, but I think also we, we lack the understanding of understanding our identity through, um, through our conscious state. Like, you know, who are we as consciousness? Who are we as a soul? Like, you know what I mean? Like a, where, where is our true connectivity and our, our our origin i think that's why we also decided to get into a lot of the information that we did especially with the anunnaki and stuff because it leads us in a way to this discussion you know that like we said there's more to speak up on that um and you know there's things that we'll hone in on on as far as you know where we kind of already started going with that but like we said we want to take this more so on a personal standpoint uh, through our own experiences and, you know, experiences that we see through other people and what they're going through um, and and be able to kind of go just deeper on that. Yeah. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll jump right to it. I recently, my dad passed away. Uh, he passed away on Easter. And because of that, uh, and I'm doing okay, uh, you know, first few days were rough, but uh because of all of the knowledge I've accumulated over my life, uh, you know, I went through a bad time starting shit 2012 and on, you know, Sandy had hit and, you know, me and my father had like a up and down relationship. Uh, he was an alcoholic and, and stuff like that. And I'll admit that, you know, he had his, he had, dep- he dealt with depression and, and why I bring that up and why I would admit it is because a lot of people deal with it. And I know that they're out there and I think it has a lot to do with the state of the world and the state of the system and where we're at in our own minds uh, and how we're so disconnected from each other. And, uh, you know, my dad, I think that happened, uh, you know, what had happened to him 
I think it really came from feeling unwanted and disconnected from the world and other people. And, and a lot of it did come from him being disconnected from himself. And that's my point on why I like to bring that up. You know, it's, it's, it's very important to, to know who you are and what you want to be and then be in that authentic self. And the problem is, and this is where I understand with a lot of people is the way the system and the way the world is set up. It's hard to do that because yes, the simple, you know, always goes back to, well, I got to pay the bills. I got to take care of my family. And the way the system had set it up for us where, you know, you got to, we put you through school. We're going to indoctrinate you into the school. And then, you know, we're going to put you in the workplace and then you got to go immediately right out of school. And you don't, they don't even give you time to ponder and think about who you are and what you want to be and what you really want to be. And that I think leads to a lot of the cases of depression and anxiety because we're running away from ourselves or we never even found them. Yeah, Cause I think, yeah. And I think because our, our state of existence, just that pure state of existence longs for that feeling of inner peace. And, you know, we're all searching for happiness, but what is happiness? You know, what defines what makes us happy? Sure. You can say that, Oh, well, if I if only I can just obtain this or live this certain way and stuff, you know, then I'll be happy. But, uh, you know, like what caused us to have this reevaluation was the fact of understanding that, like, even when you do obtain certain things in life that may be on the more material sense, that may also play into uh, a lifestyle that you want to have. You know, there still can be a, you know, okay, you accomplished that. What's next? What's what's the next part of it? You know, how is how are you going to maintain that level of fulfillment and happiness? You know, and and, and I feel like that's something to address is our natural our natural state of being something that's higher than ourselves and even sometimes higher than we could even understand. It's how to accomplish that or how to feed that part of ourselves. And I think that does come down to us as more. Uh, that comes down to us more as a um, sovereign soul and sovereign humans. Yes, but our consciousness, it really is. It really dwells in that in that area. Yeah. Getting in touch with who we really are and what we really are. And I think understanding that is going to assist us in reaching those higher levels of, of consciousness and not to always use that big C word, but like more so just that awareness of self and where everything came from. And by the way, if you have no knowledge, you have no power because the person who has the knowledge has the power over you. That that goes as simple as, you know, I'm a music producer, but there's someone who's has five to 10 years more experience than I am. And they, and they learn from certain teachers and this and that. And that if I go and record a CD, that that person who has the knowledge and the experience is going to have power over me. They're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to be able to control uh, things more often into their own way and where they want things to go. And that's the thing with learning about topics with our, our origins, our symbols used, the religions, where did the belief systems come? Because the people that do have that knowledge and the understanding, the deeper understanding of it, they have uh, a, a more control over that. Like, for example, I took my dad's death very, you know, obviously I, the mourning process is still in, in, it's going on, but understanding life more and having more wisdom and building more faith on things gave me more of a foundation to where I don't even have to halt my life and still pay respects and rest in peace pops. You know, I love you and rest in peace, but I, I'm, I, he wouldn't want me sitting here being upset and, and all that and understanding that we do have a soul and understanding 
uh, beyond religions and beyond your government and beyond your groups that you've joined and everything else, there is this one-on-one connection with the divine or just the creator or source. And when you do feel that and understand that connection and you're more aware of it, it doesn't, um, it makes things like this a lot more easier because you start to feel like, you know, you're, you're connected or it's eliminated the fear and it's a big reason why I've jumped on the journey to, you know, to wisdom and knowledge and understanding things more because I feel like with that power, I'm going to be able to not only change my life for the better and do good things and better things for myself. But then when I heal myself from the understanding, I now give it to you guys, you know, and other people around me. Yeah. And that's the thing, because life, life keeps going. You know, life doesn't just stop because of a tragic event or anything that happens in someone's life it's still there you know you still have to keep going and you know some people it it may be very very hard to continue with everyday life when say something like Ray's dad's passing happens and that's why I was saying to him earlier was that you know if if he was more so not into a lot of these things that we talk about and, and, uh, and he wasn't, yeah, no, I mean you, I mean, you. Oh, if you were somebody yeah. who more so is not somebody into a lot of the things we discuss and the understanding of, of, of what we've come to understand that we're still understanding uh, or looking to understand in life. Um, this may not to say that it's not a hard process that you're going through, but it would have been a lot more difficult to, um, continue on with everyday life without it constantly affecting you. And, you know, a lot of people, it it may affect them in such a negative way. Um, and it could lead to their own, their own, uh, demise. Yeah. Hardships in life. And, and that's what, you know, Ray means about, you know, creating that foundation, creating that foundation for yourself. Yes. A lot of people have religion and a lot of people have a spiritual base type thing. And yes, this is partially, partially that, um, but there's also those same people that have those things and then they go through the process and they completely destruct and they completely say, fuck everything that I believe, fuck God, all this stuff. And they, they start cursing the very thing that they believe in their very foundation. And it makes you wonder, it's like, did you ever really believe it? Did you, or, or were you just going through the motions of it? And just to say you did. Yeah. Have you checked yourself at the door? Yeah. You know, like, have you developed these belief systems and everything? Because like, it's not about attacking or trying to deconstruct a belief system because someone's trying to be right. You know, in America, it goes back to our state of the country. Like everyone's like, well, no, I'm right. And I want to be right. And this and that. And then, you know, like, but when I want to discuss these things, it's more so like, let's clear up, let's clear it up and make it to where we all understand each other and everything. So we can have an easier life and a a more of a connection to, to each other and to the world and to uh, whatever you want to call the creator or uh, almighty being or whatever it is. Even if you don't believe it as you know, I mean, in my personal belief, I don't believe it as a human being. I think human beings like to um, symbolize everything as something they're familiar with. And I think God is something we can't define as a human. We can't give it a personality, him, her, whatever you want to call it. You know, all these words and symbols are just their their guidance mechanisms to help us understand and make us feel more comfortable. But is that all it really is? 
You know, have you chosen these words in this group of people and this place to go pay your respects and, and homage to the to the Almighty One or Jesus or whoever else that people out there worship or, or at least praise? And is it the words, you know, and the and the and the people around you? It just you feel comfortable. Like, have you checked yourself at the door? You know, because when something like this happens, you will get the reality check. You know, when something happens to you, not so morbid, like let's say, you know, you lose, uh, you have a divorce or you lose your house. Uh, uh, you know, I had Hurricane Sandy come and wipe my house out and easily could have went into, why would God yeah. allow that? You know, and immediately it's like so many people out there, that's where they start hitting their, like, they start losing their faith. One of my biggest goals is to clear up scriptures in the Bible, um, you know, uh, even metaphysics and spirituality and connecting everything and understanding what all of these things really meant because the more that we live in our li- our lies you know or if they are you know whatever is like without without clearing the air and really understanding things deeply we don't have the power we don't have the ability and i think it's one of the most the it's still one of the biggest questions everybody has what's the point of life is there god if if it is, is it a divine one? You know, like who's our creator? Um, you know, uh, is something watching over me? You know, stuff like that. Angel, you know, and it's all for a sense of comfort. And, you know, what if the answer, and this is just, I guess, a rhetorical thing, but like, what if the answer lies beyond the, like letting go of the paradigm and the words and the symbols and understanding what they mean deeply and realizing that they all connect to other things that could be scientific, that could be another religion. Like everything's pointing to a certain thing and it's a matter of just a misunderstanding. Doesn't remove Jesus Christ or anything from your life. Doesn't remove any of the symbols or things that you've used to associate yourself with comfort, with security, with with feeling like something's there for you and so you can live a you know secure life and you, you feel like you know you can um you know you could be free within your own self and and know that you have this almighty father figure making sure that you're okay but the answer may be right beyond that like the truth is you're you, you know i i totally think for me being someone who was religious when they were younger and then starting to understand it more deeply and looking into things more and more that not that it was the wrong path but there's levels to it yeah and i also think it's to refrain from making everything so external and these understandings make it seem like it's so beyond you like that it's something that you have to you know going to a book or going to a, a, a lecture of some sort or a teaching i think a lot of these answers can come from within yourself of through feeling through intuition through reconnecting yourself with this oneness of the unknown um, and finding a, a place of solitude and, and comfort in that um, to allow it to come into you as well. Um, I know that we constantly, uh, you know, even even for same thing for people that, you know, are, say, non-believers or something or, you know, don't believe in God or whatever and stuff like that. This is this is the same thing. It occurs for it occurs for anybody to understand stuff in this way. Um, and I think that's that's also something that a lot of these religions, uh, not just to say Christianity or Catholicism or anything like that. I think it, it there's a there's a, a a way of going about it that has left 
those people that are non-believers and such to uh, reject it. And there is something good to be said in a lot of these religions, I think. I think there is something that, you know, that 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 they are onto something. Some of them like I always I always use the example of, you know, um, you know how my mom is or or the church that she goes to, because I've been there as well, too. And I agree with a lot of the way that they go about it. And I feel like I haven't seen any other uh, churches like such as like Christian churches or pastors or whatever go about it that way. But like I always say, there's just, I just feel like there's this missing aspect that doesn't seem so welcoming to the non-believer, where it makes the non-believer seem ostracized or, you know, not that they're purposely trying to ostracize that non-believer, but it may be too much at once for that believer. And they leave it in the hands of God to be like, oh, well, when they're ready to accept God and Jesus Christ as their savior, then they'll come and, and, and then they'll start doing the work and come look for him or whatever and stuff. But I don't think that's enough. I think there's more that can be done on the sense of how you approach that non-believer or, and not to say that they have to be a non-believer of Christ or, or God. They can be a non-believer of anything of any sort of higher power or anything. It's just, it's, it's the approach to understanding that there is this higher uh, this higher organization, this this higher uh, path and frequency and stuff that we have the ability to tap into, uh, and w- without using a lot of the um, dogmatic type, ritualistic, uh, you know these 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 real these real set up ways or, or laws all the time or or just just all this whole structured thing. I think. To first come into it, it takes a stillness. It takes a releasing of any sort of thoughts, feelings uh, of any kind from the past, from the present and from the future and just being in the moment, in the here and now and to see what comes up without any expectation. And I think that release is what can be the first thing to invite things. And that's why I say you know, that's why I feel like a lot of these teachings or religions or anything and stuff miss that point, even going into the scientific aspect or uh, of, of consciousness and, uh, and spirituality and even, you know, energy and frequencies. I think also that stuff, there's a way of approaching it that can, can ostracize somebody in a way when, 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 when I think bringing it back to the person themselves in their moment and allowing them to come into it through, a base feeling and allowing them to express what's going on for them that then it can derive and be like, okay, well now go into this information. Now go into this information, this religion or this, whatever. That's when there can be more of an openness to it. I feel like. Yeah. Right. Well, and I get I, like the point is very clear to someone who's, who's been outside the box for a little while looking in, you know, because I, um, I, I've learned that there's a validity to all the teachings. And when you're in those certain situations where you're a Christian or you're Catholic or whatever other religion, this isn't really pinpointed to It's just the idea of it is it could be, it could sound to someone who's a non-believer, very cultish, um, you know, very like, you know, not welcoming. And then also when you give someone just the whole, the whole, um, you know, the, when you say dogmatic beliefs, like the whole, like, well, if you do this, then he will forgive you and this and that. And you're giving someone such this, like, um, you know, euphemistic type way of seeing it. Like it's just got to go straight off of just straight hope and all of that stuff and faith. But yet 
when you open your mind and you just see beyond the dogma and understand it's telling the truth, but then there's science to back it up and it's just not the way you're just slightly misinterpreting it. Like you're just, it's a narrow path and you're, you're a little off the path. And that's just my own personal belief is you're a little off the path. If you're just putting your hope and hopes and faith and all that stuff into the symbols and into the, into the, you know, uh, the worship and the praising and all of that stuff is you're, you know, what in that moment are you doing personally, like what process are you really doing? Like with baptism, you know, I have this whole understanding of baptism. When you start learning the four elements of Greek con- like in consciousness, they define it as earth, uh, water, air, and fire. And when you really think about dumping someone, you know, dumping water on someone's head, you know, mm-hmm. is that really going to appease some other, some guy on some other planet? It just turns yeah. them on. So like mm-hmm. when, when you hear those certain types of stories and you question it and it's a little funky, you're like, mm-hmm. I believe beyond that lies a deeper truth, which yeah. is what to understand. And I've, I've heard that, you know, like with, with Greek, um, mythology and connecting it to the Bible with baptism is, you know, entering, baptizing yourself or, or entering the water and having that flood go on inside your brain is actually a form of meditation that goes in and washes away all the bad thoughts. And when you think of it like that, where you think of it in more of like an, you know, you're, you're using it as, as imagery and symbolism to, to a process that goes on inside the brain and something that you could start doing today right now to help raise your consciousness or help heal you. Then now I start seeing the application, but I got water dumped on my head when I was little, I was baptized and I had plenty of suffering. And I'm just not going to be the one to sit back and say, well, it's in everything's in God's will like that. Like, what if God's will is for me to go deeper and to understand these things more, to get in touch with him more and to not uh, be a minister of the letter, you know, one to take things all um, one as given to me, mm-hmm. you know, to not go on my own path of discovery and to go to this place that's going to tell me what to think and, and tell me what to do and all that. I feel like. God would want us to all have our own personal unique journeys to go find him. Yeah. You know, instead of just everyone joining a club, it goes into politics too. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm in, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blue. Mm-hmm. So well, all the blue people accept you. And now you feel like you're connected and you feel like you're in, but that's false because it, and I'm not saying maybe to some of you personally, not you, you really believe the ideals and all the things, but it's mm-hmm. like, do you really, or you just want to, do you just agree with a few things and you just want to be connected and you just want to be involved and you feel comfortable there? Is it, oh, it goes back to comfort. Is it comfort? Is it laziness? Mm-hmm. You know, are you afraid? You know, and obviously I wouldn't blame you. Yeah. Anybody would be. And also uh, that also creates this, this tendency to disconnect from other people outside of that group or whatever it may be. And I don't, that's, that's the whole point. It's like you're, you, you need to be able to connect and it's not that saying everybody sit around holding hands, singing Kumbaya and stuff together, but you know, there's, there's more of a, a way of having to outreach and connect with others and, you know, not necessarily that everybody's got to agree the way, you know, or, or see things how you see them. It's to be able to cohabitate and coexist uh, with one another and and to be able to have a respect for one another and a, and, a, and a loving embrace when it comes to other thoughts and opinions and beliefs and cultures and races, whatever it may be. Um, that is the whole point that we're missing. We're missing that connection back and i think in order to establish that connection back it takes a an establishment of connection within yourself and within your um your your greater sense of being and your greater sense of purpose 
Um, and I know that gets thrown out a lot. It's like, you know, oh, finding your purpose and everybody's purpose, like you were saying, too, it's 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 unique to you. You know, it may not be something of which you even think it is um, or or how you want it to fashion. But I think going down a certain path that resonates intuitively and you feel is best you know, that you feel is in best uh, helping you embrace that and bringing you into a sense of awareness that's that's grander and fulfilling that will bring you into really eventually getting close to understanding what your purpose is and what it is that you are to be doing. Um, I think that even the uh, making mistakes is part of part of all that making mistakes is part of the purpose. You know, something that I, I, I was always taught when I was younger was like, you know, uh, my dad would be like, Oh, I teach you these things so that you don't have to make those mistakes. Cause anytime I tried to be like, I have to learn on my own or whatever and stuff. Like if I make the mistakes and he was like, why, if I'm telling you, if I'm telling you what it is and what not to do or what to do, why do you need to make those mistakes? And I never had an answer for that at first. I always was like, you know, shit, he's kind of right. But I think also it's the sense of the experience because the experience brings on a certain feeling and you either want to feel that feeling for whatever reason it may be, or you may understand like, okay, it brought on this certain feeling. So if I can understand that feeling, it'll keep me from doing the things that will bring on that feeling because that feeling has brought me despair or destruction or whatever it may be. Or it may have brought you something good. You know, it could go either way. But I think that's the whole point. And that's probably the thing that I would say now, if being asked that question, it would be like, well, yes, I understand. It's the point of, you know, you're you're being told that you don't need to do that. If you just listen, you won't have to deal with that circumstance. But who's to say that the circumstance doesn't arise no matter what without you making the mistake? What if that circumstance that has that that creates a feeling within you? comes about just from everyday life or somebody, something happens in your life that's not necessarily a fault of your own. It just comes on. Now it's like you have to experience it no matter what. You have to experience that feeling and and it's still new to you. So why not go through the experience and understand the feeling of it and be able to process it in a way to further learn your lesson and be like, okay, well now I know how to handle that type of thing. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's put it this way. So because you could relate the whole parent thing to religion or to your government. Your government's going to tell you to do something. Your parents are going to tell you to do. And it's like, if you do this, we're just trying to protect you. We're just trying to do this. But if let's just say in divine order that you are here for a purpose and those things that you are being told to kind of stray away from or the mistakes that are you're being led astray from, like of, of not committing those mistakes. What if it's part of your journey for you to integrate and to understand something by experiencing it? Because we all know pain is the best teacher. You know, what if you're going to experience it regardless because it's part of the divine order for you to adjust and grow and to expand and if God works that way, which I mean, even religions, they do say that, you know, God works in mysterious ways in God's will. What if God's will is, it's not about, you know, the club you're in or the people that you're surrounded by fully. It's about you and you have to go commit those mistakes because it's going to shape and mold you to the person I want you to be, mm-hmm. you know, instead yeah. of the person that, that they want you to be, you know, yeah. I, I feel like with God and learning all this stuff about religion and, 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 and all that, you know, I, I really think it's an individual 
a personal relationship. And once again, it's it's funny because I always hear religionists in my head going, well, yeah, that's what, you know, they'll, they'll agree with me, but it's in, there's a contradiction in the factor where they're saying, yeah, but if you do this, you're going to go to hell. Or if you're not in our church, you're going to be punished. But it's what if God, I have to go make those mistakes. We should allow people. It's not about, you know, like, I don't think it's really fully for some people finding Jesus or a savior, but just being connected with life itself the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. Once again, we get caught up in names, symbols, clubs. I, I feel like, and we care about the external so much, but yet the kingdom of heaven is within you. Quote on, you know, I quote Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in the Bible. The kingdom of heaven is within you, you know, and we all say Jesus is in your heart and all that's when you're talking Christianity. Well, if that's so, then why do I have to go to a church or anything like that? Maybe some people do. And we've discussed this, me and mm-hmm. Gio, plenty of times. I feel like there's levels to it. You know, I feel like at times there are certain people that need that congregation Mm -hmm. and they need that guidance and they need that. But I, I do sense there's this level up next to that where it's now then you disconnect and you isolate yourself. So you and God can develop a personal one-on-one relationship so you can make the choices that abide to your journey without having the background noise of other people and, um, you know, the things that you're involved in. Yeah. And I'll just reiterate it for what me and Ray have discussed before, which came from a conversation that I had with my mother um, about the whole thing about what a lot of churches and religions will say about, oh, well, you know, you, you're supposed to go to church and it's not necessarily some people that say that it's like, oh, you're not just supposed to go to church one day a week. You're supposed to go, you know, frequently or whatever and stuff like, you know. And, you know, my mom brought up the sense of I was like, I don't think that that's a necessity, though. And I also don't think it's right to tell people um, that, you know, you're being sinful in any sort of way. They could say some can say, oh, you're going to hell or others can be not so extreme and just be like, well, you're not you're not you're not fulfilling what God expects of you. And, you know, when we broke that down deeper, it was about the sense that she brought up, you know, well, God's laws. She brought the Ten Commandments that you need to create fellowship and and, you know, the the whole congregation of the church and being around a certain people. That's that's what it means. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. I get the fact that it's like, okay, that's fellowship right there. That's being able to um, to be able to do God's work and embrace in God's word um, or in that higher power to to be able to. uh, really express it and express it with other people. But in the same sense, I was like, don't you feel that fellowship, that same thing can be done just in your everyday life with anybody you come in contact with. That doesn't mean going around being a Bible thumper and hitting people over the head with the scriptures and everything and trying to draw p- people into God, but necessarily living out, say, the uh the uh, expectations of Jesus and when he's talking about how we should be to our fellow neighbors and brothers and sisters and all this stuff. It's like being able to show that love and compassion in your everyday life with anybody you can come in contact with on a day to day basis, whether it be your coworkers or, you know, just that person that you crossed on the street or on the bus or whatever and stuff or family members, friends. That's where I think that fellowship could come in. But I also said, here's the other thing is that, I think that congregation together, when you have, and we want to always talk about uh, energy and heart frequencies and everything and stuff like that, I think when you have multiple people on that same frequency of, let's say, for this example, um, everybody, you know, 
you know, having this praise and this worship of God and the word and all of that. And they come together. I do think that all those heart frequencies and those fields come together to create this this stronger, higher resonance that allows more of of the divine to come in and settle within our minds and our hearts and those people. I get that. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing to do. I think that's a great thing to do, but there's levels to this. shit. Yes, exactly. So like I use the example I said to my mom, I said, mom, I go, if you were to, if, if, if there was no more church allowed to happen, no more congregating and all that, all that shit, you know, got banned or whatever and stuff. Yes. You may have certain people that, you know, will do it on, on the low and secretive and stuff. But I was like, if that was never to be a thing anymore, no churches, none of that and stuff. I go, do you feel like your faith or your connection or your relationship with God would change because you can't do those things no more? And she said, no. I go, why do you think that is? She's like, well, because I'm so I'm so embraced in the resonance and the feeling of God. And I understand that he's within me. And I go, "Uh huh." so he's within you. The church is within you. So yeah, you are the church, you know, it goes yeah. back into that allegorical way of looking at yes. it. Yes. And yeah. that's where I said about the fact that I was like, okay, I was like, so therefore it's established already. The church is established for you within yourself and you can practice those things on your own. I go, but now think of somebody that you go to church with who maybe may still be coming into the word of God and the, and the feeling and the faith of God. You know, how about for them? If all that was to happen where the church is done and no more over with, what do you think would happen to them? She's like, oh, I think that maybe they may get consumed by what's going on around them. I go, why is that? Because they're not established in that faith or that unity and that connection with God. Yeah, and there is a scripture that says that, you know, do not build your house or whatever it is on sand yeah. and to, to build a firm foundation. And mm-hmm. so now if you've put your faith in external things outside of you, like say a church or a group, mm-hmm. and it's not, and you don't have this personal relationship with life or God or, yeah. or whatever it is you would like to call it, uh, then you have built your house on sand because now it could easily be taken away from you. So it's about really, you know, building this firm relationship with life itself and God itself. And if you do that, you know, then I think that's going to church. You know, that's the allegorical sense. We take things every, we take everything too literal. You know, we're looking for places on earth that people were at and the stories and this and that. And it's cool. But now let's really just take a glance at the world and the state and everything. And I know that a lot of religionists have a, have a comeback that it's God's will or, or that, you know, it's a revelations and it's meant to be. What if everything is really supposed to be happening internally? What if Jesus returns internally? What if he's here already? And when I say he, I'm talking about this consciousness, this energy, this something that the New Agers call Christ consciousness. It's this tapping into the frequency of the divine and it's around you all the time and it's inside of you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. So what if it's just this state of state of mind, state of consciousness, tapping into a frequency and you're the church and the tabernacle is within, you know, it's, um, you know, uh, God said that uh, he was in a temple that was built by no hands. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you just put your two fingers on your head and realize that you have a temple, mm-hmm. two temples right up here and that he, and the what's seat in between, right? The same. And I, I, we all, we all know that we've heard the pineal gland called the, the seat of the seat of God or seat of the soul. Mm-hmm. So this, these biblical stories end up for me turning into these allegorical things about me and about consciousness and about nature. And then what that does for me is it have actually reconnects me to everything. It actually reconnects me to the Bible. It reconnects me to all these. It actually brings all the religions together too. Of course, a lot of them are, we've learned in the ancient alien thing that game and telephone happens, things change, mm-hmm. but 
in the end, they're all pointing to these similar things, you know, all coming from different cultures and different times. Why are they all being written the same way? Like, why do they have similar aspects? Because in my opinion, it's about you. Yeah. It's about you and me and everything going on inside of us and in the mind and in nature. You know, we're watching these the sun travel about with the 12 zodiacs and then there was 12 disciples and 12 tribes of Israel. And then you have 12 cranial nerves in the brain and you have 12 systems of the body and all these numbers repeat. And we all know that a lot of people with the, even like the Kabbalah and all in, in the Talmud with the Jew, uh, the Jewish people and all that, that numbers repeat for a certain reason. And it's like, well, that makes sense. Wow. So like I'm connecting my own body with something that's going on in nature and in the sky, you know, the earth too, 80% water or 90% water. So am I iron core. If the earth's round, mm-hmm. you know, And I think coming into, yeah. And I think coming into this deeper understanding of all this and, 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 and embracing it as more of this inner emotion too, and the intuition and feeling and understanding, like I was saying, it helps get rid of a lot of those problems that religions are looking to get rid of this disconnection from one another, this, you know, constant race war or you know cultural differences in general yeah and wars in general it's like this helps us be able to come together if anything on this understanding because therefore you don't feel estranged from the other person and because they have a different belief if anything you understand now and accept that their belief is not necessarily wrong it could be how they're interpreting it that may be wrong it could be how they're applying it that that could be that 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 could be misconstrued in a way and stuff but this allows you to have an openness instead of constantly being like oh they don't believe what i believe in or they believe in the wrong thing and yeah, you know it makes well, it that that whole thing creates this holier than thou type fucking mentality that just f- furthers the fucking that just makes the problem worse yeah well and you know what i know a lot of people out there it may trigger like well what's what is wrong? What wrong? Like who or Why are you saying wrong? Well, I would, I would guess or assume, or actually I would say, I, I, I won't even, I know this, that if it's preventing some sort of evolution and, and, and bonding and, and connection to people, then I do know it's wrong. You know what I mean? Like that means we're going backwards. It's destructive. It's separating. Yeah. That doesn't make people happy. We all, we can all admit at this point, especially going through a crisis like we are, that disconnection feels awful and being being separated from people that we love or not feeling like we're, we're, we're in a group of people say, uh, unless you're in denial, but you're in a group that you're just in there because you somewhat feel comfortable, but it's not real true, genuine connection. We have all of these feelings lurking in the unconscious mind. We don't even know it. And this would be the way to fix it. This would be the way to, to, yeah. to unite all the things we call belief systems and understanding the true facts about everything. Welcome to the North Node in Gemini. Yeah. I mean, let's take it from now, like in that same sense, let's take it from a Christ biblical standpoint and stuff. I mean, if, if, you know, if you want to look at it on this type of more literal level and stuff, if Christ was to sit there and just congregate with his followers all the time and, and stay in the places that he was accepted and not, go outside of the comfort zone and go preach in the temples and go, uh, you know, speak the word of God in his own town where, you know, a lot of people saw it was blasphemy, what he was doing and claiming that he was the Messiah and everything and stuff. Jesus's work wouldn't have been what we know it as today. 
You know what I mean? If you want to take it from that literal standpoint, you know, if to stay in that comfort zone and that's why it does take to be able to go beyond the go beyond the limitations, go beyond the box of what we feel and what's in our mind and be able to maybe express something that somebody else is going to think it's controversial or it's going to be threatening to their beliefs or whatever and stuff like that. You know, you can't stay in that comfort. And, you know, and that's that's where we go into the sense of understanding the Bible not to be so literal that it is allegorical, because when you go into those stories, even with the story of of the relationship between Jesus and John the Baptist, and John the Baptist was the one that it was like, no, like we have to damn the people, you know, and and not be so forgiving of our enemies and everything. But Jesus took it in the sense of afterwards being like, no, we, you know, if somebody slaps you in the cheek, you know, you turn your other one and everything. Not that you got to fight back. John the Baptist was trying to say to fight back and everything. And it just goes to show that standpoint to be like, hey, you could be doing all this and think you're doing God's work or whatever, but how are you doing God's work by limiting who you're reaching? How are you when you're when you're not reaching a broader spectrum of people uh, and just staying within your own your own group? What good does that actually do? I feel I to me sounds like a cult. It does to yeah. me. And I know that that could trigger some people, but it does. It sounds very cultish. You know, believe what we believe or you are smited and you will go to a bad place. And that doesn't help. It doesn't, yeah. I don't care. I don't think okay. it's enough to just pray for those people. It's not enough, I don't think. Honestly, excuse my French, but I feel like that's religionist going, fuck him. Yeah. You know, well, if he finds Jesus, all right, good. But if not, fuck him. Yeah. That's what I get from it. You know, yeah. like, uh, well, eh, too bad for him. He hasn't found Christ. When he does, maybe he can join the club. I think that creates a sense of judgment of that, of those other people outside of your beliefs that you're saying, oh, well, that's on them. And, and yes, I think there is a sense where you, you have to let go and be like, hey, it's it's that's between them and God. That's between them and the higher power and stuff, whatever you know happens. But if you are not actively making that choice to connect with that person on wherever level that they're at and be able to come to some sort of compassion for that person and understanding, especially if we're talking about understanding, uh, you know, God and, and the divine and all of that on this level. And you're just only speaking with like-minded people and you're not, you know, there's certain people that may be struggling in life and you're not finding a way to reach them and not saying that you got to push all this God or higher power, divine or spiritual stuff on the person, but being able to have a certain conversation that may be even intellectual and maybe they're more so somebody who leans towards science. And if you're somebody who's more religious or spiritual or something, then you try to only talk to them on the way you are instead of being able to relate to where they're at. I think, you know, you aren't you aren't doing that that divine work that's truly meant of you. If you're only staying in where you're at, I think you need to come out of that and be able to understand where the person's at and see where their connection could be made. That's the true point is to really have that connection because there is so many things that separate us in this world. And even in biblical sense, the whole problem and the whole original sin and everything comes from separation. You know, everybody says, Oh, especially the Christians or, or, or the, or the real religious people, they say God's war. And it's, you know, you know, it's God's spiritual war and the war in heaven or the war here on earth. That's going to rain down. Like they speak in revelations, God doesn't create war. That is not, that is, I just don't believe that. God doesn't create war. God doesn't create this violence. We do. People do. 
Yeah, and we don't just sit back and wait and say, well, all right, well, we'll just, you know, uh, you know because obviously we're the ones doing it, but then maybe it's also our foundations and where it is we're coming from. It's where we're coming from. The people that go, oh, fuck him. He doesn't believe it. This and that. Hopefully he finds whatever. And I hear, I even hear all like, you know, some more proper people that believe it. We don't say that. We don't say fuck him. That's so mean. Well, it's like, well, indirectly, you know, you're saying that it's, let's just be blunt. Let's just say that you really are because you're discrediting or um, disowning somebody because they don't follow the same words and symbols that you do. When yet, if Jesus Christ was to sit and like, let's just say he, he got to sit next to you for the next month and, and and without you knowing that he was there and the things that you've thought about other people and the things that you've projected on others, I, I, would he approve of that? You know, regardless of what, if you praise him or not, I mean, don't you think that's a little selfish just because you go to a place and you sit with people that believe the same thing that, you know, oh, well, I'm saved. I'm saved. Yeah. But yet your book though, that you, that you have on all your scriptures could potentially, which I know for a fact have the truth. But it's but but it's about dropping the, you know, the whole like you don't got to wear costumes, you know, you don't have to guys and wear some fish hat, you know, and we don't got to you know come on some balcony. All of that it's ritualistic and it's nonsensical and it doesn't help the fact and it, it, it freaks a lot of people out. You know, you got to dress up in robes and you got to do this shit that. Yeah, you know, that's to me, that's so obnoxious off the top. Yeah, and that goes with the whole putting that power outside of yourself, you know, instead yeah. of where you should be drawing that within. External, and not power right. as in being powerful over somebody or a group of people, but it's to be powerful in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own life to be able to overcome the adversities of life, the the obstacles that we face and and the certain negative emotions and all that. And it's like when we speak of that, it's like, well, OK, if you're listening to this and you understand that now and you're like, OK, I agree with that. And I, I, I see where you're coming from, Ray and Geo. But, you know, how does one how does one do this? Well, that's the whole point of getting this conversation is to understand that there is way of doing it. And a lot of it does come from having that stillness and meditation and that's the other thing that can be misconstrued is that whole meditation thing people are like what do i got to do become vegan and all of a sudden meditate and do yoga and all that stuff and it's like no there's many different levels to meditation you could be in meditative states without sitting there cross-legged um and all that stuff there's there's ways to have that connection you can do that just in your drive and you could do that in any sort of way but it takes understanding the body it takes understanding these words and these scriptures in this sense to be able to understand what is happening within the body, what is happening within nature, what's happening there. And, and that's kind of where we want to go with this to be able to take it to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of, uh, decoding, uh, what certain scriptures mean, how that relates to the body, how it relates to our, our connection to nature. Uh, we have scientists and documents that go and explain what meditation really does to the body, how it connects, uh, you know, with the subconscious mind actually being the body and we have trapped traumas and tr- and we and we we could heal through this by letting go of our stories and paradigms. And, you know, a lot of people, I think, within the trauma that they hold, they lean on something external when yet it's all inner work and understanding that the Bible and that scriptures and what Jesus and all these other gods and, uh, you know, people we praise uh, are trying to tell us is when he says the kingdom of God is within you. That heaven and hell is something you carry 
it's all about taking care of the temple, which is the body. Mm-hmm. It's about taking care of your spirit and your soul and your body. And if you do that, one, you're going to vibrate high, you know, high energy and be very infectious. Um, and you're going to affect people in a different way, but it's all about doing that inner work. And if you're running the church every Sunday and preventing yourself from doing that inner work and think you're doing this repent and this duty and service to, to the world and to people, because you're going to sit in a pew and judging others, there is an issue with that. And it's been my issue with it since I was a kid. It's, and I don't attack anyone. You could, like I said, you can worship Joe Pesci and think he is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's fine. If that helps you be a good person, awesome. The church of Joe Pesci is open. Um, but at the same time, if you're shunning people and, and, and kind of eliminating the whole connection factor and allowing people to, you know, uh, helping others heal and have you heal and you're running away from it. That's where my problem lies with religions. Also new age people, you know, Oh, I can't be around that person. They're low vibrational, da da da. It goes into all of the sectors and where, so it, when we pinpoint the issue, what is it? It's our beliefs. It's the mm-hmm. things that we say that we think we know and how it affects us and others around us. And that's where we do have to go to church. And what that is, what that really means is go and meditate and drop the story and allow this information, allow yourself to really watch the thoughts and what it is you're really, you know, intending to be and intending to do to people. Like what's your real effect? Like really look at yourself. And most people are afraid of that. And that's where even with the political parties, stop running away from yourself. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. Focus on you and your immediate environment. You know, you're only going to affect the world by you, by you go on social media and post a meme and this night you're, you're doing jack shit. I don't care about what you say, you know, on social media. It's not, you're not, you just, because everyone's just going with social media. One, you're not even getting this emotional connection or yeah. like actual debate. You're, you're typing words on a screen and you're, that's not going to change anybody's paradigm. It's mm-hmm. not, they're, they're, they're always going to respond from where they're, they're at. They're not, yeah. you're not going to change that person, yeah. you know, but we think we can, but no, it's about going and doing the things. It's about being active within your community. It's about being, you know, um, you know, um, a helping hand and being a good person to those mm-hmm. people. You know, you wouldn't have things happen to someone like say like my father or other people who are suffering inside because they feel so disconnected from the world mm-hmm. and they feel like they, they have no purpose because the way our system and the way our belief systems have totally just destroyed our abilities to even you know, experience life in the most authentic and genuine way that God would want, not what your church and pastor would. And yes, there's not bad ones out there. There's plenty. I heard a lot of stories about Gio's stuff with his mom and where she goes and sounds like a great guy. And there's certain churches and it's, they're not all bad. It's not about that, Mm -hmm. but it's about gaining a personal understanding without needing that. Mm -hmm. And then if you need to go congregate and go sit with people that feel and think the same way, because you want to build connection that way. Yeah. But let's just check you at the door again and, and, and really see like where, where, where are you coming from? What what yeah. have you really analyzed yourself or have you run away and, you know, mm-hmm. repented to somebody else? Yeah. Are you able to create that very sturdy foundation within yourself that doesn't necessarily take the action of being like, oh, I need to go here or to this church or do this fellowship and stuff in order to embrace that? Are you able to embrace that on your own? Yeah. If you want to do this, the, you know, the fellowship and the congregation, all that stuff and going to church later on. That's great. And if that makes it, it, it help you embody it even more and stuff and 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 further, you know, your 
you're stepping into this, then that's great. Just make sure you're going and doing it for the right reasons. Cause we know that a lot of people don't, a lot of people go because they're appeasing somebody or they go because they think that if I do this and if I go here or if I say this or I sing this or I pray this, then I'm, 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 I'm with God or, or God's going to hear me out or God. No, it's you. That's, that's just all next level stuff. There's well, it's what David Palmer said last night on his YouTube live mm-hmm. where he was like, it's a, I like, I compare it to these like celebrities mm-hmm. that go and do charity because they're not, do, do they care about the mm-hmm. charity or do they do it because other people see yeah. that they're doing it yeah. and they're getting Is validation expected of them? Right. You know? That's the thing. It's like you're don't just be doing it because you think that that's what is expected of you to do any of these things. You know, there there's something that you need to establish within. So, I mean, now that we talk about this, like it's like, how do how do we establish that within? If you want to talk about we've said how meditation is a big part of this process and and all that. There's something that I do. um, You know, we always say about being able to disconnect yourself from the logical mind and and to go into more of the right hemisphere of the brain where the creativity happens and all that. And um, and to also release ourselves from our our beliefs. And a lot of it has to do with releasing ourselves from certain emotions that we have on certain thoughts or, or things or occurrences and dropping this identity uh, to to us and ourselves on this external platform. Like instead, I'm not like being able to drop the fact of, you know, I'm a son or I am, I'm whatever my occupation is like releasing all those identities and becoming no one. Um, And there's something I want to read from uh, it's actually from Joe Dispenza's becoming supernatural book that goes into this to be able to better understand it from even a more scientific uh, neurological standpoint and stuff. And it says uh, when we become nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere in no time, we are taking our attention off all that distractions, all the distractions in our outer world that keep us from being present with the unified field of intelligence that is within us and all around us. We are tuning in inward and being present with a consciousness that is always present with us. The moment we line up with that omnipresent consciousness, as if we're looking directly in a mirror, it's, it looks back at us and it can finally reflect what we show, uh, what we show it that we want. The longer we linger in this space of nothing material and invest our attention and energy into it, the closer we move to the unified field. And when we are at the altar of infinite potentials, when we change our energy, we change our lives. So that's going into more so of the reasoning behind coming into this state of being in this state of consciousness is because it allows us to disconnect from all that to be able to be, like it says, more unified with this intelligent field who some may call it God, some may call it Krishna, some may call it whatever. But no matter what, it's the same thing that's being spoken about is this, this, you know, it's hard to put into words. It sounds very spiritual or sometimes it sounds religious, but it's this space that exists um, from our linear imagination of time and space and, and, and our getting us away from this material uh, substance of what we consider life and all the things in it. Um, to be able to embody what that really is. And when doing so, 
uh, it, it allows us to tap into newer feelings, newer, uh, you know, emotions and, and more, uh, more constructive thought processes too. Once we come back to our more logical sense and it's a, it's a practice to be done, to be able to embody that and to be able to consistently do it on a daily basis and to be able to do it unconsciously. And there is a way to do it unconsciously. Um, but the, uh, the other thing that I just, oh, the other thing that I do want to, uh, to, state and go further that is also in this book is like the whole fact of being able to um um like understanding how your thoughts on things and your emotions on things whether they're the past or thoughts in the future how they become so like how they resonate so much within yourself that they start affecting your reality um so i just want to read this one thing here so uh, let's take a closer look at what happens biochemically inside your body when you think a thought or feel an emotion. When you think a thought or have a memory, a biochemical reaction begins in your brain, causing the brain to release certain chemical signals. That's how immaterial thoughts literally become matter. They become chemical messengers. These chemical signals make your body feel exactly the way you were just thinking. Once you notice you are feeling a particular way, then you generate more thoughts equal to how you're feeling, and then you release more chemicals from your brain to make you feel the way you've been thinking. For example, if you have a fearful thought, you start to feel fear. The moment you feel fear, that emotion influences you to think more fearful thoughts, and those thoughts trigger the release of even more chemicals in the brain and body that make you continue to feel more fear. The next thing you know, you get caught in a loop where your thinking creates feeling and your feeling creates thinking. If thoughts are the vocabulary of the brain and feelings are the vocabulary of the body and the cycle, how you think and feel becomes your state of being, then your entire state of being is in the past. When you fire and wire the same circuits in your brain over and over again because you keep thinking the same thoughts, you are hardwiring your brain into the same patterns. As a result, your brain becomes an artifact of your past thinking and in time it becomes easier to automatically think in the same ways. At the same time, as you repeatedly feel the same emotions over and over again, since as I just said, emotions are the vocabulary of the body. Um, and the chemical residue of past experiences, you are conditioning your body into the past. So that's why when we wonder and sit there and think about like, oh, well, I, I, I do all these things and I still get the same results or I pray to this one or that one and I still get the, it's because you're not, you're not allowing those chemical reactions in the brain and the body to happen because of the certain thoughts and expectations you may be having and because you're identifying with certain things and certain experiences and certain ways of being rather than being able to truly let go. And this is where meditation comes in because if you do it properly and you do it in a, in a practical way where you start practicing it more and to be able to really truly understand it and feel it and embody that, that, that way of releasing if you don't, and as we saw, like these emotions and these thoughts come up from the emotions as well and everything. And once you have these thoughts, it, it affects how you are acting in life. And therefore, you start creating the same experiences. So if you can hardwire your brain to sit there 
and to be able to come up with new feelings within and 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 stop identifying with certain things in the past or even things in the future, like saying to say, oh, well, I have this email that I have to send or I got to do this or I got to do that and stuff instead of staying on that timeline, you're able to release yourself from the timeline and then be able to create a new uh, a new timeline within I'd be able to create a new experience and a new emotion within this. This will generate new thoughts and those thoughts will turn into actions and those actions will turn into outcomes. And it, and that's where you have the ability to control in a way what outcomes you start to face in your life. Yes, yeah, sure. A lot of things will just happen however they need to happen, but it also it takes your uh, your way of resonating with those things that happen and how you're going to allow them to make you feel that will dictate if you get caught up in that loop or if you're going to transcend them into something that's going to be more beneficial to your life or what you want to see or where you want to go. And and that's why I feel like, see, that's how you can take the understanding of what we're saying about even, you know, beliefs and religion and everything and stuff and even see the scientific standpoint on an, on a, on a, on a more anatomical level to see that, there is ways of understanding this and even understanding scripture in such a way that you realize that all this stuff is happening within you. Like Ray said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. Yeah, I actually, while you were reading, mm-hmm. I went and grabbed, because um, it goes right in line with the whole meditation thing and what you're saying and how you just explained all of that. I'm going to break it down real quick on how it is mentioned in the Bible. Um, just so you can see the correlations that he just gave you science. Now that's from a neurologist who's done, you know, studies of the brain and does studies of brain waves and sees people heal all the time just by providing them, you know, the workshops with meditation and things like that. And then I relate it back to the Bible and the Bible itself says it's symbolic and shouldn't be taken literally anyway. So, and that's where I want to connect this dot here for you in Corinthians three, six, it says, who also made us ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And what I get from that is you're don't read it literally. It's not of the letter. It's for the spirit. It's for you to understand on a deeper level and for you to connect to it more spiritually. So here the Bible itself is telling us not to take it literally. Again, the Bible tells us that stories are actually allegorical. Galatians 4.24 says, which things are an allegory? So remember that as we showed the definition of, uh, of we've talked about myths and symbols and stuff like that, uh, that includes the term allegory because myth- mythological stories hold those. It just means that it's a story that's not meant to be taken literal, but it's meant to be symbolically, um, you know, uh, there's supposed to be some sort of lesson or something taken from the story. And so the Bible says that, you know, Jesus always spoke symbolically. Uh, another one is Matthew thirteen thirty four says, all these things spoke Jesus to the multitude in parables and without a parable, he did not speak to them. So the Bible is saying that all of Jesus' statements were actually symbolic. The stories all have hidden meanings. So to understand them, we have to enter, we have to enter in. And when it says it's for the spirit, it's what Gio is talking about with meditation. To understand things more deeply, we meditate on them. We allow things to come to us. We drop the paradigms. We get out of the left brain. We get out of our labeling and our, our uh, compartmentalization part of the brain, and we allow things to go into the right side. God plat, uh, planted a garden to the east. When you look north, east is to the right, right side of the brain. Um, in Mark 4.11, uh, and, and he said to them, 
Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Mm. Yeah. So you can go biblically. You can go into stories and understand them, and I think the Bible holds just deeper wisdom and truth and all that and just spoken within symbols and stories and then we go to someone like joe dispenza or greg braden or these new uh you know these newer scientists that have shown us that meditation is good for you and it heals the body and it heals the mind and that the subconscious mind actually is the body vice versa you know the bible is actually telling us what to do but we just have to understand the parables we have to understand the meanings and the allegorical versions of it without always taking it literal once again I, you know, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. In my mind, Goku's real and Vegeta, and they're out there, and I'm going to find them one day, yeah. you know? But I don't I don't have a church for that, though, yeah. you know? Like, or I don't see them, you know, like, put it this way. I use them as symbols as this, like, you know, to me, they symbolize power, and they symbolize when thing, when the odds are against you, anything, you know, anything could happen, and you could, you could push through, and you could win when all the odds are against you. And that's how I would take, say something like Dragon Ball Z and make it into an allegorical story. Yeah. Like, Oh, they always push through. They always find a way. They always reach into the v- reservoirs of their power mm-hmm. and find a way to push through and, and, and conquer the issue at hand. So with the Bible, it's, you know, we're never telling you to not believe in the person or being that we're saying, or we're talking about, but it's more so understanding that that person was t- trying to teach you something as Jesus would with speaking through parables. Yeah. And you could, I could take a step further and, and play devil's advocate here and be like, well, then why couldn't it, why didn't it just get written in, in, in the context of which we're saying it at? Well, here's the other thing. Here's a little bit of my, my own perspective on why that I think, is. I think we're on the same level here. With yes. This. Yeah. I think the reason why is let's remember, we are material creatures. We are in a material world as well. And we always talk about we always talk about the observer effect, right? Well, I think being able to hear it in these parables and in these more physical types of way of fashions allows us because we always say that everything is light and vibration of particles and everything. Well, I think the fact that if if we're able to understand it on a physical level, the same way that we collapse the light uh, the the light particle into a wave or Right, am I saying that the right? Wave into the that we collapse the wave into a particle. Yeah. So we therefore we we make the immaterial into material through our minds, through our observation and stuff. I think even when you want to talk about clearing the clearing the third eye and everything and stuff, it's a way of us taking in this information, collapsing it in a sense that we understand it, so that we can better visualize it and better feel it and be able be able to really resonate with the thought of it. And to be able to actually allow that chemical exchange to happen within the body. Yeah, you know what? And it's funny you mention it that way because think about what a movie will do to you or music or yeah. something like that. Like, why do people get obsessed with things like video games or or like Star Wars, which yeah. I'm not really huge on, but like just saying, it me, Dragon Ball Z. Why? Because the images and the mm. symbols and the things said in the show or in the song or whatever, it it allowed my brain to integrate a certain emotion or understanding of something. And by doing that, it changed my mind. It helped me understand something on a deeper level, but because it gave me a scenario Mm -hmm. and it gave me characters and it gave me things to relate to, which is why we made God a human, a guy with a beard and all that. Like, no, I mean like you could do that to understand it, but that's not, it's an 
allegorical way yeah. of seeing it. It's it's deeper than that. You go you have to go deeper. It's written for the spirit. Don't uh-huh. be a minister of the letter. Yeah, and it helps you embrace it. It's that whole thing with, you know, with the same way we say that, you know, you could be sitting there watching a sporting event on TV and everything and you know that you're not really there or you're not you know, acting out that sport, but your heart rate starts jumping up and you feel excited and energized from it because the body itself cannot differentiate what's real life and what isn't. And like what's neurons. actually, yes, yeah. it's the mirror neurons happening to the point where your body's experiencing what you're watching in the sense as if it's doing it itself. So picture visualizing someone like Jesus and the yes. feelings that you get if you truly invest yourself. So it's not like these yes. people did a terrible thing by writing no. these stories and hiding the parables and allegories within them. So mm-hmm. if you find out that some of your stories or some of your people didn't really exist and yeah. they were written allegorically, it wasn't to make you of a fool. Yeah. And let's and let's not forget the fact that a lot of these wisdom and these scriptures and these teaching were sought after by people of power and and wanted to silence a lot of this information and also wanted to use it for their own advantage and to keep it from people Um, in the same sense when you go about it on the historical route and understand that. Some things may have needed to be put in these allegorical sense in order to protect the information. Right. And and that's just multiple reasons. So therefore, this helps to create a better understanding of why we're saying, uh, you know, not to be so literal with things. And 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 also in the sense that, you know, also the literacy of of it and in the fashion of putting it in these these way in these ways also is to help our minds, to help our imagination, to be able to create the reality of it within ourselves. Yeah, let me just say it, and I'll say it one more time. I just want to reread that last passage just in case it passed by and you forgot about it. Mark 4.11 in the Bible, and he said to them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but to them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Mm. It, it That gives me chills because all it's saying is, is if you're not seeing it the correct way to you, it will just be either a story or you're just going to take it in a literal fashion in a sense of you're not getting the deeper understanding. And to those, to them without the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. they will, they will be just that, yeah. you know? And, and so that's why it's so important. I mean, your, your Lord Jesus Christ is telling you to, you know, is it's, it's, Something that was really important to him to not be one of just religious groups and stuff. He actually spoke against that. Mm -hmm. So if you're living by his principles and you're praising this man, don't just, you know, don't just fucking fiddle his testicles. Like, you know, know, uh, live by what it is. By the word. Yes. It's not about he doesn't even want to be worshipped. Anything you anything I could do, you could do better. He had said it. And from here on out. And I had said this to Geo plenty. This is part of where it is we want to go with a lot of this stuff, and it won't be just strict, strictly religious. You know, we but want to talk w- yeah. about, but it will be related to a lot of it because, like we said, it's being able to connect on that broader spectrum from people who have no beliefs and things to the people that are the most ritual, uh, religious and have beliefs and whatever. It's to be able to create that understanding of of being able to unify. Being able to unify on all different contrasts of belief and religion to be able to come to a, a compromised understanding within one of each other to be like, I'm not against you. Because we need that more in the world because of the fact of all the separation we see that's going on between the 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 
the deception that goes on and the narrative constantly that causes a further divide that makes us believe that there is a race war. And I'm not not to say that that some forms of racism doesn't exist, but it's sometimes not to the extreme of which we're being preached about that it is. And it's also we see how damning it is and how destructive it is to our cultural societies that it's just causing further, further uh, movement away from the truth, away from unity, away from compassion and love and all of that. And I think coming into these understandings helps bring us back together with that. Yeah. And you know what? We're all God's children and all that, right? Because many, many religions say that. And I know many of you who are religious do believe that. And I think, and I'm going to say this straight up, that if you think that this is all God's will and that we're just going to sit around and wait to be saved, then you're part of the problem because you're not actually looking to heal the world and yourself. You're looking to just go repent every Sunday mm-hmm. and you're not helping the fact you're not. And, and to say that, well, someone just has to find Jesus before I allow them in my heart. Well, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You know, you're part of the, just like I've heard plenty of people with like racism and stuff. It's like, if you're not, a, if you're not helping the fact you're with it, you know, and you're in, and I don't agree with that either because sometimes it's, it's a lot of people out there are just looking for a, a, a debate or an argument or a problem. And it's like, no, you have to, you have to approach these things with facts. It's not about belief systems. It's about, it's about getting real facts. And with something like that, when you like, you know, watch media and all that, it's really hard to listen to the statistics and what goes on with every story and all that. It, it's how could you, it, that's what makes it so tricky. But if we're all working on ourselves and getting in touch with ourselves and getting more enlightened and, and, and gaining the wisdom, we're going to know for a fact that none of that stuff is really, you know, it's not happening as much as it is. It's about working on yourself and the ones around you, your immediate environment. And if you know that, you know, and you're not experiencing it in your own immediate environment, if you just see it on TV, there's an issue there. You may be being deceived. So working on yourself and, and and clearing up the belief systems and maybe dropping the groups like go individually find yourself and go individually find your version or whatever it is you consider God or what it is that you need to be a better person. And that's fine. I know people go to religions to do that, but you also cannot be blindsided by your group and by the pe- by the things that are being told to you. You have to live from the heart, as Jesus said. Yeah. And you have to drop. And, and it's like when you come in. T- Oops, <laughs> my chair. Uh, but when you come into that, it's like, and you come into the understanding, the information, drop the narcissism, drop the the arrogance of wanting to be right or wanting to show off your understanding or knowledge in a way that, you know, it's to separate from that. The ego does, you know, it's not to say to drop the ego completely. You need it. The ego is there to also be a material force of nature and to be able to have that expression and to have that confidence and stuff. But it's to drop that more real egotistical, narcissistic, arrogant side to be able to not have somebody on the defense and run away from what you're saying and to be able to have, you know, to help them be be open to whatever it is that you're saying, you know, and you said something about the whole, uh, you know, statistics thing, like with every one statistic, there's another statistic. If you look into it enough that there's another statistic that will counteract that one. It's statistic. the dumbest shit ever. And I, I you, you know, can I went, find the numbers and you can piece together the numbers whichever way if you go into something the right way. Well, 
and this is where it gets a little like deep right here, but uh, I do believe manifestation is a real thing. And if you're looking for an answer, the universe will provide you your truth, regardless if it's a false or not, when it comes to actually being a true staple in reality. Mm-hmm. But I do believe we'll attract the information that provides us our belief system. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that happens. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I mean, in a, in a false way, like if mm-hmm. you want to, like, I'm agreeing with like how you're saying with statistics, if I want to go find the racism Mm-hmm. I'll find You'll it. find it. I'll yeah. find it. Yeah, exactly. Because you're looking for it. Exactly. And then the other thing that I wanted to say was that, you know, you said, you know, we're all God's children and, and there's that whole concept and everything. It's like, here's the other thing we've seen. And the ancients have talked about it all the times that everything and all things are connected. Right. So that would mean that I am everybody and everybody is me as well. Oh, we're all the field. So that's what I mean. We're all part of that. And we all are that one thing. Not even that we're part of it. We all are it. So to sit there and think that you're going to go and briefly go into something and think you have an understanding without truly embodying what it means and living it out for yourself or healing yourself and then go try and preach it to another person you're straying away from the point of it exactly. You have to be able to heal yourself if you are everybody and everybody is you. You're not doing it justice by trying to go and preach it to somebody else. You need to do that work yourself. And therefore, it will show on the other side of everybody else. Yeah, and you know what? And if you want to live in ignorance or if you're happy with the state of the world, you know, if you want to go back to your church on Sunday, if you want to go back to your group and go protest or go do whatever it is, and regardless of your intention, it may be good, maybe bad, whatever. If you want, if you feel like the state of the world is good and we're fine where we're at, then by all means, let the dead bury the dead. Go ahead and ignore all the facts of, uh, you know, where this is all going to lead uh, and and the real understanding understandings and deep wisdom uh, that was given to you by your Lord Jesus Christ or your Buddha or your Krishna or whatever other gods and all the wisdom hiding, uh, you know, uh, in plain sight in your religions. If you feel like you feel are comfortable, then I don't smite you. I don't judge you. You want to go back to that, and you are happy with the state of the world, and you think that just we're that someone's going to come back and do the do the work for you and save you for you just you know, eating fucking shit all week and drinking and, and and judging other people and arguing people on social media. And you could just go to your place on Sunday and get forgiveness for it. And you think someone's going to come back and save you for that, then by all means, but we're here to really help the the matter of waking people up and not in the woke sense. I don't even like saying that anymore. They've destroyed that, but to be aware and to understand where all of this stuff really is leading us to. And it's up to you. It's in your hands. It's not about judgment. We don't judge. We love everybody. We uh, appreciate everybody and what they believe in and what they want to do with their lives. Yeah. Uh, we're here to help the uh, heal the world and ourselves through all of this and through talking about it and allowing ourselves to talk about it without putting uh you know a dunce head on and going sitting in the corner and separating ourselves from everybody else yeah we're not just we're not just also sitting here and doing this to be like oh podcast and talk to everybody and all that stuff too we are ourselves doing this as a form of our, our own lifestyle and to be the, be the student and the teacher at the same time and to to sit there and be able to 
the same way we're saying about working on yourselves, we're working on ourselves. We're coming into more of an understanding, understanding and awareness of ourselves and being able to apply this to our own lives and practice this in our own lives. You know, if we weren't, then this would be we'd literally be contradicting ourselves. But that's the whole point is to be able to if you're going to go into this information, if you're going to be a truth seeker, if you're going to be able to, you know, go into scriptures or the wisdom or whatever you want to say, it has to be applicable to you. You have to apply it to yourself as well. Don't just try to apply it to everything externally outside of you, your neighbor. But that's the other thing, too, that 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 bothers me. There's a lot of people that are these social justice warriors that that want to sit there and be about right activism, like uh, the rights activism and all that stuff. But meantime, some of them not going to say all of them, but some of them fail to even be that have that compact. They want to have compassion for whatever uh, other people in the world. Oh, well, you know, it's a human right to not be homeless. It's a human right to allow immigrants in and do this and stuff like that. But meantime, they don't even show that same compassion to their own friends and family a lot of times. And they don't even work to establish a connection with their family, but they're trying to establish a connection with the outer world. And you know what it is? It's hypocritical. Well, right. And that it's actually a state in psychology. It's called projection where people are actually projecting what it is. They actually are on other people, the people that are, that are, crying racism and stuff like that or whatever transgender whatever topic sensitive and they're saying they have this certain a lot of them you could look up projection where they're actually the ones doing the thing they actually claim to hate or they're against Hmm. and it's something that it's it shows a lot about the person and right like they're not they're not helping the issue or whatever they're causing the stir up and they're causing the problems and they're the ones that actually need the most work Yeah, it's not it's not the people that are, you know, sitting back trying to really figure things out and allow things. If you don't want to, you know, take a a needle. Right. If -hmm. you don't want to do if like whatever it is that you don't feel uncomfortable with just because some people don't agree with it. It doesn't mean that we have to start a war over it or that Mm -hmm. whatever. You don't have to project your titles and your names onto those other people. It's about understanding where they're really coming from, you know, respecting the fact that everyone is a sovereign human being. Mm hmm. So that same it's that same sense of that whole thing of wanting to talk about forgiveness and forgiveness of others, forgiveness of yourself. But there's also people that want to talk about forgiveness of others, but don't even forgive themselves. And there's also people that talk about forgiveness of certain things and people, especially more so in maybe more so the religious sense that they talk about forgiveness of your enemies and everything and stuff like that. But those say there's there's certain not everybody once again, but there's certain people in that who will say that and preach those words and try to tell other people that. But meantime, they can't even forgive their own family member. They can't forgive uh, you know, something that their parents had did and, and something like that and still constantly project in their own lives. And it's like, that's the whole sense of saying that you can't just be about the words and talk about and stuff. There needs to be a, a level of having it resonate within you, having it be a part of your daily routine in your daily life. And not to say that you're going to get it perfectly, not to say you're not going to make mistakes. You're going to. We make mistakes. We 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 realize certain things as well. And and there's certain times. But it's having that awareness. As long as you have the awareness and you have the adjust adjustment factor, you're on the right path already. Then yeah, it goes back in line what I was saying with projection. You know, uh, I heard one of the most fine quotes I've ever heard with this was one of the wisest things I've ever heard was when you're listening to people, you want to understand someone, don't listen to what they say. Listen to what they don't say. Yeah. It's for all the people that want to 
be in debate about politics or religion or whatever. Yeah. And it's time to clear it up. Uh, mm. You know, I, I feel like we're both firm in our, we you know, we stand confident in the fact that through all of the stuff we've gathered informationally, you know, this was more of a discussion episode, you know, to, to explaining, especially with all the things that just happened with my father and, and I'm moving to Florida next week. Uh, uh, plenty of things going on. Uh, and we didn't want to go and talk about an alien race or our genetics. We wanted to talk about where it is this pod, this podcast is going to head and what, where our minds are at and what we feel like is important to talk about to help the world and to help you guys and to help ourselves mm-hmm. and to help heal uh, whatever it is. There's no there's no uh, animosity here or there's no selfish intentions of trying to gain views and followers or whatever. And I, and I feel like what we talk about, it will be a challenge to gain views and, and, and stuff like that from people and attention because it it's a world of paradigms and it's a world of beliefs. And uh, it's also a sensitive world yeah. and, uh, and any help that we get from anybody who ends up making it through all these episodes, we, we appreciate anything one for listening but any help and spreading the word that you know you know our intentions at this point we're completely blatant and honest we're out in the open saying that Mm -hmm. this is our goal it's clearing up all of the things that separate us yeah absolutely definitely that's it and like we said i i just want to say one thing too as far as for those that have i i do i do i i have noticed that there are consistent consistent listeners of this podcast and I do want to address those people specifically, like those people that have consistently been there and have been watching and have been following, whether they follow even our social media page. We have a serious love and appreciation for you and definitely see that there's something that resonates with you. And honestly, me personally, myself, like I would love to uh, personally have a conversation with you, personally be able to connect with you because we really do appreciate your support and understanding and, and all of that. But also just to, you know, like we said, like we, yeah, cool. We've talked about certain things and hidden truths and meanings and everything and stuff. And we will continue that. Yes. And we'll continue that. But it's the whole point of being able to be more so effective in people's more relevant lives today as well. Uh, to for them to not feel so alone in it, if, and that's the thing. If you felt alone, or you felt in in despair or down and stuff, you know that's that's part of this too, is to help you not feel so alone and feel like you have an outlet or feel like you have somebody as well. And I want to say personally that I just want to connect with you. And if you feel compelled to, like you know where to reach us, you know how to. And for any anybody else listening too. You, our email is I, I just I, I would like it to be more so, uh, you know, I'd like to hear it in uh, from an email this way. It allows you to be able to say what you want to say and keep it private as well. And email us. Yeah. The, the yeah. daily transcendence at Gmail dot com. Email us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to recognize you as well as a listener. And, um, you know, it's also I'm I, I've been thinking about trying to put something together um, to 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 be able to show our appreciation as well for those who have been us on, you know, pretty much this whole time on this journey and those who are even just starting. So, you know what to do. Yeah. You know, in it, it speaks for both of us. I'm the same way. As soon as I, you know, obviously I'm going through a little bit of a grieving process and actually could use some love really. And on top of that, I am moving to Florida. I have a big shift coming, coming up. It's, I'm, we're, pretty much in the middle of it right now. I got to pack up this weekend. I got to move my whole studio. I got to, you know, I've lived here my whole, almost my whole life and uh, I'm going to a new environment. And then the world's in, in, in shambles and in chaos. 
Um, you know, me and Gio have to readjust how we're doing the podcast. Uh, we're supposed to have big guests on soon and, uh, we could use some love. We can use some, you know, some connection. And that's the whole point of this. We do this for you as much as we do this for us. And, uh, this, this is how I think in the new age, uh, connections will happen. And it's really, you know, filtering out what isn't you and understanding what you really are. And by doing that, you'll attract the exact group of people, the right people in the right circumstances, the right locations, everything that you need will come to you as soon as you are in tune. God will give you things when you are direct. This is where you need your ego and you need your identity. You need to, you know, you're not going to manifest for all those manifestors out there. You're not going to manifest the life that you want if you're not completely uh, genuine and in touch with yourself and, and, you know, uh, obviously in touch with nature and the world. And everyone wants to go manifest money and, and things like that. But it's like, no, it's, it's, it's about being in touch with yourself first because then you will, then you'll get it because you'll be vibrating at the most authentic and powerful frequency that you're even capable of. You'll be your highest self. When people use these terms like higher self and all that, all it really means is you're just so in touch with your own soul and what it is that you're really here for is that you're vibrating high. You're your highest self. And by doing that, things will come to you quicker. So all this law of attraction nonsense and all these people talking about, you can get whatever you want. You can manifest everything as you pushed out. Yeah, well, look, bonehead, you have to know who you are first. You can't just go tell people to go because they're going to be trying to manifest things that aren't them. They will never get it. And then you're going to push people away. So it's really, it's like we're here to help you discover yourself and us we're discovering ourselves in, in the midst of all of it. Yeah. You know? So it's that's, beautiful. That's anything. why we say we want to hear from you. Be open, be honest. We, we are, we're two open guys. Like, and we want to hear what, what is it that we can do for you? What can, what do you want to hear from us or, or us have, whatever it may be. Tell us, talk to us. That's, that's, that's the part, that's part of all this. Yeah. And eventually we want to do live streams mm-hmm. and have people, you know, contact us you know, in real time and on, on a live public stream, you know, like that'll eventually happen. We're going to get to that point. So it's right now, email us, contact us on all social media. You know, Mm. you can do the Instagram, you can do Twitter, Patreon, email, whatever it is you want, whatever you feel most comfortable with. But uh, whether it's, you want to ask us a question personally, if you want something that you, if there's a topic that you want us to really talk about, obviously we're pretty like, you know, we're, we're a straight shot right now with what we do want to go into, but it's not really like that though. We, you know, our thing is we want to do this podcast intuitionally what's important this week. But if there's something that we find a viewer or listener is, is, is they're bringing up something and it does hit an intuitive spot in us, we will talk about it and we'll find it, you know, if we find relevance. Yeah. And that's the other thing, just doing more. So, you know, if, if that's something and being able to hear from our, our listeners and, and all that, that'll give us the ability to, set something up, you know, to have more of a, uh, a personal, uh, discussion or to create more of a personal content to you, the listener from hearing from you and to figure stuff out like that. So that's why we say support us and, and reach out to us so we can give that back to you as well. So thanks for tuning in everybody. Yep. That'll be it for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 16, it was a special one. Um, like I said, I'm doing all right with my personal situation. I'm moving next week. Uh, Papa's gone, but he's here in spirit. Um, getting th- through the grieving process actually pretty decently. I'm just glad he's not suffering. Um, my dad's side had quite the background with depression. And it actually, you know, it's it's funny. Darkness sometimes or most of the time leads to light. 
by through my depression and watching other people suffer around me, um, you know, living in the undercurrents of suffering and, and stuff like that, uh, it led me to this. Pain is the best teacher, and mm-hmm. it's about facing yourself and facing everything head on and not trying to use some external process or thing or person or group to uh, to run away from that. If I, I was telling Gio, if I was back in my, you know, hardcore Catholic, you know, Christian, you know, because I was like kind of like both, we had my family split, that if I was back in that, I didn't have this understanding and knowing that there's this deeper truth and deeper path in life that I don't, I don't know how, how much I would have handled it well. So this information is enlightening. You know, these discussions are enlightening. It's not about being completely right or speaking the, the exact truth, but it's about opening up the doors of the mind and the doors to the, you know, to the soul of all of us and understanding our connection and understanding things deeper. And in remembrance of pop, I'm going to make sure that we, uh, we, you know, we, accomplish this. And I know that there's plenty of other people that experience or are going to experience or have experienced what I am going through. And, uh, it's not, uh, it's not the most enjoyable, but, uh, you know, with, with having a lack of faith or belief or understanding, this can be detrimental to someone. And it's, Hmm. we feel it's our duty to, to really get, you know, clear up the air and get in touch with everyone and create a network and connection so we can all feel at home. Yeah. Definitely. Cause there's a lot of people, like you just said, there's people dealing with similar things or, or even just depression or anxiety or all types of things and, and finding it hard to, to, to cope with these things. And I think this, this way of discussing things and these understandings, uh, can potentially help people in those circumstances. That's why we say reach out, um, never be afraid to reach out to us. You know, you may be not want to reach out to certain people or maybe just listening helps. Um, but, but either way, that's why we want to, we want to get more real with what we're talking about. We want to get more, more personal through even ourselves and be transparent with ourselves and our experiences and, and things that we've had happen and occur to us uh, and, and how we've coped, how we've coped negatively, how we've co- uh, coped in more of an effective, per- uh, positive way as well. So that's, that's where this is going, you know, including a lot of the still the the truth, meaning and stuff. A lot of that will come up and a lot of that will be specified oh, as well. A big part of it. Yes, big it's a de- it. definitely a big part of it and stuff. But um, as this is more of, like you said, an intuitive, intuitive thing and, and really uh, feeling based and really being able to just be that authentic, genuine uh, way and, and to bring that to everybody as well. Um and, and, and network, create that community, create that, that, that foundation as well. Yes, sir. Perfectly said. Yeah. So until next time, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 